Hello and welcome. I'm Chris. She's Anne Marie, and this is your weekly dollop of jibber jabber. Now, AM, it is that time of week again when I ask you this question Is there anything that's irked you? Is there anything that has bamboozled you? Or is there anything you just simply want to share with us? This is your time. Over to you. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. I'm not going to lie. This week I'm struggling a little bit. Why? Tell us why. My daughter's starting a brand spanking new school. So I've got a little bit of right. parent anxiety going on there. So um, I've been trying. How have you been dealing with this? Any tips for us or you know, other parents out there? Well, as it goes, I have um, found really interesting tips online. So I, I'm going to read them out to you and then I will go through the steps that I've taken myself. Ooh, so okay. tips for managing... Wait, wait with bated breath. I know, I know. <laughs> tips for managing parental anxiety. So practice healthy stress management skills. Take steps to avoid catastrophes. Develop a mindfulness routine. Embrace change. Lean on other parents for support. Schedule me time. Focus on one thing at a time and set winnable goals. I think these are really, really interesting factors. And I am definitely trying to embrace change as I'm sure there are many parents out there trying to do the same at the moment especially given the new autumn term going into school lots of children facing changes and challenges Um, so definitely embrace change try and pick out the really amazing factors in the change and lean on other parents for support I've definitely definitely done that um there's a few of us in the same boat and we've all sort of helped each other through it i guess which is really lovely parents that lean on each other stay together no this is i do you know what though i think that regardless whether you've got children or not i think these are really great tips with just dealing with general anxiety as well right so you know me time i think that's really important especially as a parent i'm sure you'll agree that there's probably very little of that yeah. But I think making me time is also another um it's a vital bit of us, you know. We must definitely. remember remember that you're an individual. Yeah, AM. definitely. Remember. And not just that, having your own little bit of space just helps you to reset and refocus and gives you a little bit more energy. So yeah, definitely have some me yeah. time because I think that's really natural and really healthy as well. Well I've got to say yeah. some really Blimmin' brilliant tips there from you. And um, oh, anything thanks, else Chris. now? Before before we crack on, is there anything else you want to sort of say? Well, do you know what? Summer holidays have ended and check yeah. <laughs> out the weather. What is the yellow thing going on in the sky? It is boiling. I know. What is that yellow thing high above? I don't it know. It is absolutely flipping boiling. I know. Uh, well, yeah, more on the weather later on. <laughs> uh, now, if you could choose to eat only one condiment for the rest of your life, what would that be? Condiment. Condiment. Oh. So we've got like our, our our mustard, our tomato ketchup, our brown sauce, our mayo. 
um, I guess, is salt and pepper? I'm, I salt, vinegar, a pepper, right? vinegar. Condiment. If I had to choose one, yep. salt. Oh, I'm salt. horrific. Yeah, salt. Only because you put salt you... on your chips. You put salt in, well, I do. I, I shouldn't do, yeah. but I do. I put salt in my veg if I'm doing a roast dinner or any veg really that we're doing potatoes if we're doing boiled potatoes i'll add salt it salt gotta keep salt <laughs> do you know it's interesting you said that we went to college with a guy who was the year below us and do you not remember he had salt on absolutely everything and we're not just talking just a little bit we're talking like he would pour the salt on top of like his chips his chicken do you remember do you remember him oh okay yeah i didn't realize dad, that though i didn't realize he liked that yeah. much salt he would have it on everything like he'd, he'd have plain everything and then just pour salt on it um mm. for me though i've got to say i'm gonna pick mayo really? i absolutely yeah i love mayo i'll have it with absolutely everything spaghetti bolognese i'll have it on chips oh, um gross. i just love mayo spaghetti know, bolognese with mayo yeah wrong i love it the only thing i will say right is although i Mm. don't go out my way to put mayonnaise with spaghetti bolognese that's just wrong Mm. i do quite (laughs) don't dice your words i have say what you really feel exactly that's why we're here though right um Mm. i do quite like (laughs) spaghetti bolognese with a dollop of coleslaw Ooh, oh that's good i like a um a lasagna with um some coleslaw oh yes that's another and of one course, mayo. same yeah, sort of thing I though, do like isn't that. It? it is a, yeah very similar is there any is there a condiment that you absolutely are like no not having that salad cream salad cream you're not a fan of the salad cream no oh no not what a is it about you don't like cream. so much i just don't like it i think it's really vinegary and not for me. Yeah, it can be. Do you know what? Like a really cheap salad cream can be very vinegary. I, I'd agree with that. But I do agree in general they're quite vinegary, aren't they? Um, I don't know if I have one that I absolutely say no to that I can think of off the top of my head. But a lot of people don't like peppers, are they? Peppers no, one that's not necessarily that popular. I quite like pepper, especially I like pepper. if we're adding it into some mashed swede or mashed potatoes. Oh, or yes. Yeah. With butter? Yeah. And real butter, right? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's us on the condiments then. I think me for mayo, you for uh, salt, your salt. yeah. Salt, like, and I, I think if anybody was struggling to sleep at night, now knowing that information, they're going to sleep like a newborn baby. Absolutely. Never have I ever, oh. never have I ever cheated on a test. I'm going to be honest. I was sitting in my Welsh GCSEs and I, or my Welsh GCSE, I should say, wasn't like multiples, thank God. Uh, and I was, I was struggling, right? Really struggling. So I wrote all the answers and put them in my pencil case. Um, do you know what, the, do you know what the absolute like, uh, shame, shame of this is? Isn't that I cheated on, on the test? Um, I sh- listen, it was 20 odd years ago. I'm not going to be ashamed that I cheated on a test. This is the shame though. I didn't even do that well. Like, I think I might have still failed. <laughs> <laughs> when we were in school, we weren't. We couldn't have gotten away with that anyway because our pencil cases had to be the clear pencil cases going into GCSEs. Oh, that seems very strict. Yeah. We... Mind you. <laughs> yeah. I cheated in a test. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but 
We had no choice. We had to do RE short course. Oh, okay. Yeah. On that particular day, I had... And for everybody that doesn't know, RE is religious education. Yeah, religious education studies. It was a short course that our whole year had to sit. So we had to do it. I wasn't overly interested. As Let's be honest. I don't think many people are interested in RE, really. No. You know. It's not the it's not the most you know sort of how, like, um, sprightly of subjects. Some people are really into some subjects, and some people are not. Yeah. It was just one of them yes. subjects that didn't really grip me. Um, no interest at all. No interest. No, I loved subjects like history. I loved history. Yeah. Um, English. I loved English. English was okay. Welsh was okay. Maths, no, not for me. Um, <laughs> anyway, RE short course. Did, did I have I said this before? With when I was in school, I had a maths teacher, um, may not be alive anymore, uh, Mr. Dyer, and he would come into the room and he would say, In this room, I am God. Oh, honestly, oh. yes, me. Our maths teacher, <laughs> do you know what? It's bonkers. Our maths teacher would come into the room, and before starting the lesson, she'd go around every single individual in the room and say, have you done your homework? Have you done your homework? Have you done your homework? She'd get to me and say, I'll see you in detention. Then she'd move on to the next person. <laughs> so she knew me inside she out. She was a wise yeah, lady. <laughs> yeah. But then come parent-teacher evening, it would always be, oh, Anne-Marie's brilliant. <laughs> and I'd sit there thinking, really? Anyway, I didn't but play this. But this is the thing, though, isn't it? I think, I think you can be a great student but not necessarily handing the homework because I'm sure you were very polite in the class and you sat there and listened and did all of that stuff. You just didn't do your homework. It looked like I was listening and I didn't do my homework. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, back to RE short course. We had to do RE short course for GCSEs. Yeah. And in this particular exam, I just so happened to have a really, really horrific cold on the day and I had to take tissues in. Uh, oh, oh. <gasps> Did you write it on the tissues? Yeah. Oh, that is genius. Yeah. We probably should but say full disclaimer failed. if anybody... Didn't help me any... You still... Yeah, what, I still failed. What is that? We both still failed. I don't and know. And in fact, now you're saying this short course, I think my Welsh was a short course as well, because I was so atrocious at Welsh that I don't even think it was a proper... It was like, it was a short thing. I don't think it was a proper qualification, and I still flunked it anyway. Yeah, um, I failed anyway. But, we, we see so what have we learned cheating in tests is not good doesn't work we're ultimately, anyway we don't just fail the test we fail ourselves AM. we do we, we fail. failed ourselves chris <laughs> we failed ourselves might i just add while i was also in that mm. exam when i came out of the exam my friend said do you know what i couldn't understand it she said every time i looked at you you weren't doing the exam you were looking up at the tiles on the ceiling counting them what were you doing just counting the tiles on the ceiling and and that's how interested you were in that subject. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Did anyone actually take RE as a GCSE in your school? We had to do a short course. Um, but yes, I think there were... Oh, even at GCSE level? Yeah, yeah, it was a GCSE. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but I think... No, I don't think anyone did in mine. Oh, yeah, with us we had to. Well, again, we've learned something new today. Now, what is your love language? Or should I say, do you know what the love languages are? 
Because there are five of them. No. Brief, but sharp. <laughs> no. Uh, well, let me enlighten you what the love languages are. So as I said, there are five love, love languages. So the first one is words of affirmation. The second is physical touch. Uh, the third, receiving gifts. Fourth, quality time. And the fifth is acts of service. So words of affirmation, how to communicate this if this is your love language. Encourage and affirm, appreciate and listen actively. So basically affirming words and being positive, like thank you for doing that for me, that kind of vibe. That's that's how you feel loved. Physical touch, so it's nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love. Receiving gifts, this is thoughtfulness, make your spouse a priority. So basically this is literally giving gifts. People feel loved when they receive gifts. Uh, quality time, uh, so this is uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one -on -one time is important. And acts of service, let them know you are wanting to help to lighten their load. So this could be things like an act of service, be like, I'll do the dishes tonight. Don't you worry about that. From those little five, what do you think that your love language would be? For you, what is important? Is it important for have words of affirmation? So being told like, you know, thank you for doing that for me. I really appreciate you, that kind of thing. Is it more about physical touch? So like you feel loved when your partner is like hugging you or, you know, just being intimate with you receiving gifts so like you know you feel affirmed and you know your partner loves you when they are actually giving you gifts no matter how big or small but they're physically giving you something uh quality times so it's just like one-on-one -on -one time you and your partner together just the two of you or is it acts of service so when your partner says i'm gonna go and empty the bins is that where you feel oh god yeah i feel loved no i think i think for me <clears throat> words are a massive thing huge mm. Um, I can't say gifts because my husband is not romantic. He doesn't do gifts. And that's okay with me. Yeah, that's okay with me. I think we've discussed yeah. this. I think we did. I think I remember him giving you a gift card, uh, which had nothing on it, which sounded <laughs> awful. Uh, but then it turned out he didn't put anything on it because he just wanted you to have whatever you wanted. <laughs> so it turned out it was actually weird. Because it was the worst gift. We were talking about the worst gifts we'd ever received. Right. And you put that one. And then suddenly it was like, that's not a worst gift. That's really lovely, actually. Yeah, I just pay for it myself. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can't say gifts, to be honest. I do like it when when we sort of do the housework between us just lightens the load yeah. a little bit doesn't it so sort of a, yeah so, so I guess maybe you've got a couple of love languages yeah. there. maybe you're not just fully on one no. maybe it is um words of affirmation and what was the last one acts of service maybe those are your love languages yeah for me I've got to say I think it is physical touch um I think that is like my love language I think you know and, and that's not necessarily like we're not talking sexual but just in terms of hugs like that is like my lo love language in general I think gifts don't really interest me at all um I'm not impressed by gifts and I think sometimes you know especially we live in a world where social media is so um so prevalent in, in our lives we all more or less we all have it and we see stuff and you see people that are they appear to be really overly generous and sharing what gifts they've received and that just does nothing for me at all um, I also do quite like words of affirmation as well. I think that's nice. But yeah, I probably have to pick physical touch. That would be my love language. Aww. Had you ever heard of this before? No, before I brought it up nothing. today. No, it's fascinating. Yeah. Isn't it? You can do tests and everything. So you can have a look out there uh, to just Google it. Obviously, my big friend Google. Get get on get yourself on Google, and um, you can do a test, and it will actually 
by answering the questions, it will reveal what your love language actually is. Can I just this say, though, I in know. case my husband ever does listen to this, like, you know, I'm not going to yeah. knock back any sort of romance. If you do want to get gifts, <laughs> you're more than welcome. More than welcome. Shower them a pod mail. <laughs> <laughs> word of the week. Now, word of the week this week is xanthopsia, spelt X-A-N-T-H-O-P-S-I-A. Now, do you have any idea what this word means? No, but it sounds Greek. Well, it is a visual condition where things appear yellow. So this is actually a condition. And apparently, Vincent van Gogh had this condition, which is potentially why he used a lot of yellow in his artwork. Allegedly, this is not obviously confirmed. But yeah, this is what it means. So that is the word of the week. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good word though, isn't it? Don't know if you're going to be able to drop that into a sentence. Unless you directly ask, I, I don't even think I'd be able to pronounce it. Yeah, it's it's um, it, it took me a while. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but it's a it's a Is good it word. I do love that it. You to Google. I, I did Google it, yeah, and I googled like how to pronounce it. <laughs> and shall I tell you a little secret? I'm still not correct. I'm still not completely confident that I'm pronouncing it correctly now. So if I have pronounced it incorrectly. Flood us with your comments and uh, I will stand corrected. Thank you very much and good day to you, sirs. The weekly debate. Uh, now, uh, do you know what? On reflection, I don't know whether you and I debate very well because <laughs> we call it the weekly debate, but ultimately, I think it's just you and I chatting a little bit, isn't it? Uh, but I know what you're talking about, really. <laughs> this week, it is this question Should alcohol be illegal? What are your thoughts on this? No. Not when mm. it is used sensibly. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, so we, before the show, we were discussing, and I had said that this uh, weekend just gone, I'd gone out for my first night out in, I don't even know, I think it's like four, maybe five years. And I did consume quite a lot of alcohol. Mm. Uh, and the following day, I was not feeling too tip top. Um, and for me, I sort of think, do you know what? Actually, I'm done now for another four or five years. Uh, for me, it's all about lunches and going to gigs. But you make a valid point if it's consumed responsibly. And I think especially with younger people often binge drinking, especially, you know, so... Um, this might be a little bit of a weird edit because AM had to go on to the front door, Sorry. but we're going to keep it in because I that's what we do, do on this show. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> see, there was a ring of the doorbell and she, she was gone. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about, you made a very valid point uh, in that if alcohol is consumed responsibly, then no, it shouldn't be illegal. However, I, I guess, I don't know what the stats on this are, but especially with young people, binge drinking is is quite prevalent. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and often, you know, even with older people in their 20s, 30s and 40s, alcohol can be abused because a lot of people come home and sink a bottle of red wine of an evening. Yeah. And that's it, isn't it? Those little habits creep up on you. But I, I suppose for me, I don't really drink anymore. Um, I'm a sort of bit of a lightweight now but in my youth i in my youth because <laughs> i've now got a walking stick um but i you know i i was out five nights a week six nights a week whatever and yeah and i don't know i sort of wait i think god if if alcohol had been illegal i probably would be running the world right now you know because <laughs> i wouldn't have wanted to be out all the time i i i'm, I'm torn on this one i am torn what are your thoughts i'm very torn because as you say there's 
so many people that abuse it, isn't there? You know, binge drinking, um, addiction, often through no fault of their own, unfortunately. So for them, for them reasons, I guess it wouldn't be a bad thing. But I mean, when when alcohol is used wisely, I mean, you know, yeah. alcohol can be a great hand sanitizer. It can be great for cleaning wounds. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can be good for de-stressing. That's very practical use. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy it like a glass of red wine. I really do. But I don't enjoy now the aftermath of heavy drinking. And And Sunday, let me tell you, I was not good. I mean, I was better than I thought I was going to be, mm. but I did not feel good. And then it becomes a waste of a day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you go out like on the Friday and then the whole weekend is wasted just getting over it. But I think, okay, so in 2019, 15% of adults aged 16 and above reported binge drinking in the previous week. 19% of males reported binge drinking in the previous week compared to 12% of females. So I suppose, you know, binge drinking is still a thing. It's not like, oh yeah, when you were young, I I guess it still happens. Mm -hmm. This is from 2019, so a couple of years back. And obviously as well, that's pre-pandemic. So maybe things are slightly different now as well. Oh, do you know what? I don't think that I'm necessarily going to say that I think it should be illegal, but perhaps there should be limits. Yes. Like even if you go out, perhaps you should be limited. And that, But that feels very dictatory, dictator, like dictating to people. Dictate, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like... I feel like we should make an answer. We should we should have an answer on this because otherwise, I'll feel a little bit like I'm 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 sort of avoiding the question. I personally don't think alcohol should be made illegal, but maybe stricter laws need to come into play. Yeah, I agree with this actually. Because do you remember when during the pandemic when you couldn't order more than two of something when you did your shop, or you couldn't buy a certain amount because it was all about like we didn't know like where the supplies were coming from and all that kind of malarkey. Um, And you think of the likes of paracetamol and over-the-counter medication. You can only buy so many of them. Yeah, this is correct, actually. Um, Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with my answer is I don't think it should be completely illegal, but I think perhaps that it should be more monitored and there should be a limit set upon it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did we just agree with another thing? What is going on? I don't know. We're spending spending way too much time together. (laughs) (laughs) now the review section we've come to the section of the week where we review and this week we are looking at just eat now i don't have all the names of the restaurants attached to these reviews and these are just some of the funniest reviews that i i feel like i found but it's not just the review that was left this week we're giving the owners of the restaurants their voice as well so this is mostly about the response to bad reviews that customers have left and owners have responded to the bad ratings are you somebody that uses things like just eat and and, and platforms like that or um personally i have been known to use oh it's not just eat what's the other one is it deliveroo not deliveroo i can't think of the other ones what other food services are there um oh is it the oh what's it called um you know the one i mean don't you 
Uh, Uber Eats. Obviously, I'm going to edit this down because that was a hell of a pause. <laughs> but basically, Amory and I couldn't figure out the word Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Um, yeah, I, I never had. Have you ever left a bad review? Because we've we've talked about these on the last couple of shows about reviews. But have you ever left a bad? I'm review? really, really awful in the sense that nine times out of ten, when these things come up, I genuinely there and then don't have time to review, so I press do it later. <laughs> you and me both. I never do unless they just allow me to star things. I can't be bothered, yeah. quite frankly. Um, but I did dive deep and I did find some reviews. So this week, um, th- now this this one is going to come up a few times because at the um, Oriental Express in Pudsey, this um, restaurant owner is quite renowned for responding to bad reviews. So I think we've got a couple coming up from these. So Chris writes, giving them a three and a half star, overpriced, portions are small, onion rings are awful, salt and pepper box was tiny for £8.80, last time we ever ordered from here. The Oriental Express replies, sorry our food is not free and the size of a swill bucket. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Taking back the power. So... Yeah, okay, but I was always brought up with one question. Mm. Do two wrongs make a right? No, they do not, but they sure as hell make you feel better. <laughs> uh, moving on to, <laughs> to Kim's uh, little review. Now, Kim has only given this one and a half stars. I'm not sure what the restaurant is called, but this is what Kim has to say. Food was good, but when I rang to ask where it was when it was late, they just replied, it's on its way. The response from the owner is... That is a strange comment, Kim. What did you want us to say? <laughs> Which is true, right? Your food's on its way. What do you want us to say, Kim? It's <laughs> stuck in traffic. <laughs> now, Lily ordered her food from Grill King. I have no idea where this is. I'm assuming somewhere in the UK. Don't know. Um, Lily writes, very late and not even what I ordered. And then there's an FM, which I think is just a type and error. Uh, The Grill King replies, Hi, Lily, your food was delivered in 40 minutes. The driver gave it to you in your driveway where you were found throwing up. Hope you're okay. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) Lily's been on a night out, got absolutely trolleyed, thrown up on her drive, and has thought the food has taken longer than it has. Kind of goes back to our other point. (laughs) Should alcohol be illegal? (laughs) Should it? Should it? Mm. Lily... Over to you. Now, <laughs> Ethan has given this place a one star. Oh. Just one star from Ethan. And it's Street Burger. So £4.50, this is what Ethan writes, £4.50 for chips that were soggy and cold and £8 for some something for a cold hot dog in a soggy bun. Lovely stuff, Fourteen fifty, And an hour and a half later, I'm ordering McDonald's. This is what Street Burger replied. Hi, Ethan. Thank you for your kind review. What you failed to mention is that you asked our driver for her phone number. And then when she politely refused, you told her you were going to leave us a, a bad review. In the future, do not order from us. It, like, oh, that is a company looking after their staff, right? Yeah. And rightfully so. I think that, yeah, well done, Street Burger. The last one of the week is, this one's my personal favourite. Harry has given this restaurant two and a half stars, and this is what Harry has to say. Was okay, food came late and cold. I'm not going to tell you what the name of the restaurant is because it gives the game away, but this is what the restaurant responded with. Hi there, Harry. Milkshakes are usually cold. I didn't know that you would that you could do a hot milkshake, and you had a piece of cheesecake. Sorry, I apologise that I didn't boil your milkshake from you. And this is from the Milkshake City. <laughs> oh. 
Harry whinging that his milkshake and cheesecake was cold. Um, have you have, have you ever had a, a warm milk, a hot milkshake, and a and a hot uh, no uh, slice of cheesecake? No, I can't say I have. No? Hot chocolate is probably the the closest. The closest, like a chocolate milkshake, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and that's this week's reviews. This week's show is all gone. It's in a blink of an eye. It's over. But don't worry, we're back next week for a little bit more. Done and dusted. <laughs> I have been Chris, of course. She has been Amory, and as ever, this is Jibber Jabber. Jibber.